Hello there, and welcome to What You May Have Miffed. And as you may have guessed by the title, this episode is all about love. Ooh, a love story or two to celebrate Valentine's Day, you may be thinking? No. We're going to have a look at the gods and goddesses of love from pantheons around the world. I know what you're thinking. But Sam, you moron, Valentine's Day was yesterday. I am aware, but this show comes out on Thursday, and Wednesday is just an impractical day of the week to go out for a lengthy romantic dinner. And that's if you're able to book anywhere in the first place. But if you're waiting for the weekend to celebrate Valentine's Day, then give this episode a listen and you can wow your special person with some wondrous facts about the gods and goddesses of love from all over the planet. And we start with a big one, one of the oldest in the world, Hathor the ancient Egyptian goddess of childbirth, fertility, joy, and love. Hathor was often portrayed with cow horns and a sun disc around her head, as these represented the nurturing quality of cattle, as well as tying her to the celestial sphere. She inspired creativity, and was believed to be the overseer of birth in the world. And on the surface, this is all lovely, until you learn that she was also a goddess of war. There is a rather entertaining story about Hathor, called The Destruction of Mankind, that was found in the tomb of Tutankhamun. Ra, the creator god of Egypt, decided one day that he would punish all of mankind because he had become tired of their sinful ways and was concerned that humans were going to overthrow him. To execute his plan, he ordered Hathor to become the war goddess Sakmet and sent her to the world to start killing people. But after a short while and many deaths later, Ra decided that actually humankind wasn't as bad as he thought, and so he asked Hathor to stop. But she had bloodlust, and had also discovered that she quite enjoyed killing and maiming. Ra didn't like this, and so he did what anyone would do. He flooded the land with beer, so as to distract Hathor. And it worked. Hathor consumed so much of the beer that she entirely forgot the mission she was carrying out, and passed out into a very deep sleep. It's not really a love story, but an entertaining legend about her. Definitely not someone I would want to cross. Next, we head north and to ancient Greece, where they worshipped Aphrodite, one of the mighty Olympians. Many of the gods were very jealous of Aphrodite's beauty, and so worried were they that they would start fighting with one another over her, Zeus married her to Hephaestus, who wasn't seen as a threat, as he was considered to be ugly. Surely the matter could have been resolved if they had just asked Aphrodite who, if anyone, she desired to marry, but there we go. Just like many of the gods, she had affairs with both gods and humans, including Anchises, Ares, Zeus, Hermes, Dionysus, and Pan. But there is a significant difference between her sexual encounters and, say, Zeus's, in that hers were at least consensual. She was involved in some of the most known stories passed to us from the ancient Greeks, most famously when she was one of the contenders alongside Athena and Hera in the Judgment of Paris. Aphrodite won the contest as she bribed Paris by giving him access to the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen. A sweet gesture to some, but an act of war to others, as this was the direct cause of the Trojan War. Go back to the double-bill finale of series one of this show for the full account of the Trojan War. Travelling north again, we reach the realms of Norse mythology, and enter one of the most loving mothers in legend. 
Frigg. She was seen as a protector of women and often shown as wearing a crown of flowers. When her son, Balder, came to her speaking of a dream that told him his life was in danger, she took it upon herself to journey round the world and called upon everything that could do harm and made them promise to not hurt Balder. Trees, iron, stones, diseases, snakes, insects, animals, birds and funny smells all pledged that they would never harm Balder. It was a thorough venture, but of course these legends never go down the happy route. Loki had noticed that the only thing Frigg missed out was mistletoe, and so he tricked Balder's blind brother to throw mistletoe at him, and thus he died. You may or may not know this, but Frigg is mentioned almost every day all around the world, as her name is given to Friday, in the same way Thor's name is given to Thursday. We now venture west and into China, where there is a lesser deity in their pantheon who is the god of homosexual love and marriage, Tuesheng. As a human, he was known as Hu Tiambo, and he fell in love with a government official, and he went so far as to use a hole in the bathroom wall to spy on him. However, he was caught, and as punishment, was violently beaten to death. But the gods of the underworld took pity on his unrequited love for the man, and returned him to life in the form of a rabbit, and made him the official deity and safeguarder of homosexual relationships. In Aztec mythology, Shoki Quetzal was the goddess of beauty, sexual love, and household arts. Originally, she was the wife of Tlaloc, the god of the rain. But when Tezcatlipoca fell in love with her, he took it upon himself to steal her away with him. Hmm. Reminds me of a certain underworld god from ancient Greece. I know there are many other gods and goddesses of love from all over the world, so I shall probably do a part two of this at some point. Otherwise I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But of course, we need time for On This Day in History. And on the 15th of February, 399 BCE, the philosopher Socrates was sentenced to death by the city of Athens for corrupting the minds of the youth and for impiety. His execution was carried out by forcing him to drink poison. In 1220 CE, the Khwarezmian city of Bukhara was taken by Genghis Khan's Mongol army after a 12-day siege, resulting in the death of about 30,000 of its citizens. And on this day, in 1936, Sonja Heaney of Norway became the most successful Olympic figure skater ever by winning her third consecutive gold medal at the Winter Games, beating Cecilia College of Great Britain by 6.4 points. And that's your lot for this week, but head over to www.talesfromthetrunk.co.uk to find out more about Percy and Engelbert, and if you have a suggestion for a myth, legend or folktale that you would like to hear, then you can message me on TikTok or Instagram. But for now, farewell, and you shall hear me next week for another episode of What You May Have Mythed. <laughs>